lose everyone. I'm back, baby. It's Jake C. Lee. I'm great. Everybody else sucks. Oh, huh. oh no. It's every nightmare I've ever had. Excuse me. It's time to check the link. Pretty crazy, huh? But, but it doesn't matter because none of this has anything to do with the show. You know what? You just made the list. <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. It's all in. Sure, we talk about it all the time. Really? No. Game on, everybody. It's all in sports. Jake C, your host, as always, at All In Kid. But you know that because I usually say you might not because you're coming from today's guest. And I don't say what I'm about to say because it's like, oh, you're not following me or not following him if you're following like whatever it might be. If you know me, you know Joe. If you know Joe, you know me because we've been together for a very long time. Fantasy-wise, well, maybe that's not the best phrasing either, but at Joe Pizapia17, you know where to find him, of the Black Book, of myriad of things. He was just on the show a few weeks ago, but it was so good, had to bring him back, especially because he wants to talk some Christmas thing, which here's what I'm going to tell you, Joe. So I think we, look, no, you're not changing my opinion, I'm not changing yours. For everybody mm-hmm. out there, this is a christmas theme ish ish episode yes. because we're going to be this talk- every year this is historically yes. we do this it's like part of the we, tradition you, you we put argue the tree up die hard and we yes. argue about die hard so whether or not it's a christmas movie so this is and, how I'm gonna- and in all fairness i always bring something new to the table every year because i'm right. thinking one of these years because i know how much you value logic one of these years you'll hear one of these logical arguments and you'll finally go you know what maybe i'm just being obstinate for no good reason anymore so and by the way yeah everyone does know you and me because we've done so much yet you have like four times as many twitter followers who what makes you so much more special than me on twitter and meanwhile you're mean to everybody on twitter you mute them you block them you make fun of them all the time and they love that i guess i have to be more obnoxious in order to get more followers i don't know man or i'm just who i am and people understand that like i don't try to pretend i'm who i am so you're saying more people like you than like me that, yeah, that not seems to make my, sense. That has not <laughs> been my experience in our relationship over these years. Yeah, so that, that would seem to be <laughs> the consensus, as is the consensus. So anyway, the point I was going to make about Die Hard is throughout the show, yeah, I'm going to pause in the middle of talking about other things and let each one of us make an argument. So okay. that's what I'm saying. So it's not going to be like this, hey, let's sit here and talk for 15 minutes about Die Hard. It's going to be like fancy football, blah, 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 blah. And I'll be like, all right. Let's let's throw in another argument and come back. So that that's how we'll intersperse it throughout the show. Okay. That way, if you want to hear the entire argument, you have to listen to the entire show. If you want to listen to fantasy football, you have to listen to the entire show. And please go follow Joe and his work and follow the buy the black book next year when the fantasy baseball is already in the works. Fantasy January football. January first. It was one of the best. January first. Look at that. Look how early. January first, baby. Ready to go because NFBC stuff starting. Yeah, Joe Pizzapia seventeen. And I won't mute you unless you're really, really obnoxious. Like, I don't think I've muted oh, I anybody. Get, I got to get a Mutumbo shirt made. So that, that, Yeah, I got to say, I do like the Mutumbo thing. That's pretty clever. Like, that's fun. Yeah, yeah I got to get, I got to talk to, we got to figure out though, because that might be fringy, you know, rights and stuff like that. And, Although that would be pretty Mutumbo's awesome. a good sport. He doesn't I was going to say, if I got a cease and desist order from Dikemi Mutumbo, I'd probably frame it. I'm Which so is hilarious sad. because he would be Mutumboing you. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. Which is the greatest irony of all time. <laughs> so I like, might do no, it just Jake for the whole thing. <laughs> you cannot do this. This is Mutumbo's thing. It's not Silly's thing. This is my thing. Why does he sound like Grover? I don't know. Well, Grover doesn't quite sound like Grover. Or Cookie Monster. It's, it's more kind of Cookie Monster. He always sounds like Cookie Monster. That's what he sounds like. Kind of, Matumbo a, is the voice of You Cookie do Monster. some good impression. You that want was a really Cookie? Poor one. No, that was a really poor one. <laughs> That's not a poor one. 
here's what here's what this show is going to be, Joe. All this right. is going to be basically, so I don't know if you heard or anybody out there listened to last episode, but I did the 12 Days of Christmas Trust Factor <laughs> with a bunch of people. It's similar, but since that's run its course, I mean, there's nothing really left to go with that. Where I don't do the same exact thing with I you. Know you. I know you love themes. You love all this theme stuff. Yeah, I don't want you to have my sloppy seconds. So. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> But it is going to be everybody we talk. Yeah, everybody we talk about. That's going to be the intent behind it. Like, are you trusting? What are you thinking about for? Because this is championship week. It's and there's a lot of scenarios here. You know this. We kind of made it through this fantasy season relatively unscathed until we got to week 14 and 15, and then it just blew up. It was like the fantasy world made up for the rest (laughs) of the season, all in two weeks. So the first one off the top, Joe. Well, in all fairness, Jake, the off-season leading up to the season was wretched, too. There was a lot of crap with Andrew Luck and Laura Miller and all these things, and then it stopped. You're right. And then every wide receiver got hurt in Week 14. And, yeah, and now we have a running back situation. But we'll talk specifically because every Mm -hmm. wide receiver for a team, too, got hurt with the Buccaneers. (laughs) Now rolling out. Not only is Mike Evans out. They don't want to say Chris Godwin's out, but he's out. Out. Yeah, Scotty Miller. Out, he's already on the IR. So now we are down to Brashad Perriman and Justin Watson, and Brashad Perriman, number one wide receiver for Week 15. Who would have thunk? But for Week 16, granted that just happened, but he's the number one now option in this offense. It is a great matchup. It's on Saturday. Jameis Winston didn't practice on Tuesday with his finger, but that same thing happened last week. Honestly, Joe, if it's your team. And you're putting it together. Rashard Perriman, is he definitely 100%, no doubt about it, in your lineup? Yeah, I think he's my flex. Look, he was in my lineup last week in flex, and that's why I'm playing for a championship. No, I say wide receiver three. I want you to put at least wide receiver three on. All right, so I'll make him wide receiver three, and I'll move Mike Williams to flex. Whatever. They're all the same. (laughs) No, that doesn't doesn't count. I want you to say top 30 wide receiver. Yeah, I will say. Sure, I will. He's thrown for 900 yards in the last two games and eight touchdowns. They have no running game. Did you look at the running stats from the last game? Oh, they I had, know. They had a last collective of this 20. Season? Well, but, but the last game especially was absurd and hilarious because they had 29 carries and the average yard per carry between those 20, between all those guys that ran the football was 1.7. That was it. That was what the that <laughs> one seen running back, right? seven. <laughs> I have seen them and I've seen enough of them. And look, if the Texans had some amazing shutdown corner, I'd be worried. You know, if they were playing the Saints, it was Lattimore, or they were playing Gilmore and the Patriots, I'd be like, all right, you know, all right. Ha-ha, Brashad Perryman was fun last week. I won some DFS money, and I, you know, I picked him up in a couple leagues, and it worked out, but I'm not going to do that twice. But absolutely, against the Texans, why not? I mean, the Texans, week to week, who knows what the hell the Texans are either. I, I am, color me unimpressed by the Texans, but that you know they're going to throw the football. If Jameis Winston doesn't throw for 400 yards, I'm going to be more surprised. And if he does, and it means O.J. Howard, and it means everybody else too. So get ready because it's coming. And Brashad Perryman, look, I'm willing at this point to go down with that ship because that offense is so pass-centric. I will go down with that ship. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Talk about I don't a show those, killer. <laughs> those aren't the lyrics, are they? Um, I think it is. You just sang is a. I just want to make sure everybody's aware. You just sang a Dido song on a fantasy football podcast. That just happened. I won't put up with that. <laughs> By the way, I want to you... thank you for making this the best show of my life. <laughs> oh, nicely done. Did oh, you know there's actually four teams with fewer rushing yards than the Buccaneers? 
four teams with well the Dolphins, right? That's one. Yeah, the Dolphins haven't cracked a thousand on the. You know who's the Dolphins' leading rusher? Yes. Yeah. Brian Fitzpatrick. Yeah, you know why? That's tremendous. <laughs> well, first of all, I already knew that, but my Dolphins friend was over this weekend thinking that he was going to be like, he pulled the same question on me while oh, we were yeah. watching the game because he's a Dolphins fan and it was Dolphins versus Giants. So every time the Giants did something well, he cheered. Every time the Dolphins did something well, I cheered. That's and hilarious. It was very did aggravating. You switch jerseys half. at the end? Actually, you switch jerseys at the beginning of the <laughs> game. That would have been more appropriate. So yeah. who else Can was lower than that in terms of rushing? Take a guess. I'll give you, I'll give you, there's three teams hmm. that you're missing. So I'll give the you. Bears? Yes, I'll give okay. you four guesses. I was going to say is basically you get one strike. So Bears. Okay, so I'm, I've already got two. So I need. You said there's four. Yeah. Oh man, two more. One is I'm it, actually genuinely surprised by. Was it the Steelers? Just because they've been no, rigid? but they're not far. They have twelve eighty one. Got to be in that conversation. At the they actually, to, to your point, two more rushing yards than the Bucks. So. Okay, so the Steelers count. <laughs> so I get a tie on that one. That's not a strike at the. Very I won't least. give you a strike. Yeah, I'll give I you. I don't two deserve cards. a strike there. Is it the Chiefs? No. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's this is Patrick Mahomes. I wonder now I'm starting to like wonder is it like one of these bizarre ones that you're not well there is one bizarre that I think. How about I'll give you the running back that has essentially turned into James White as the leading running back for this team. He's also gotten hurt this year. Is it Miles Sanders? So is Eagles? No. No. Eagles He's basically turned into James White. They're neck and neck in PPR. No, I was going to say Devontae Freeman's essentially turned into. Oh, uh, that was my next guess was because they, because Freeman had a bunch of all-purpose yards, but they had almost no rushing yards for the first six weeks of the season. Yeah. Every time you looked up, it was like four rushing yards, 70 receiving yards, and six catches. It was the strangest line ever for Devontae Freeman, and I was like, so, what's happening there? This team has 19 more rushing attempts than the Falcons and fewer rushing yards, and I'm genuinely surprised because their running back is Le'Veon Bell. Oh wow! The Adam Jets only have a thousand eighty-six yards. He ruins everything. Oh, he does. I wasn't expecting. Did you see that tweet that I put out? I wasn't expecting that to blow up. That wasn't even like, a, I wasn't like, oh, I just thought it was. Hey, look, Kenny Drake, Kenyon Drake is smashing. Kenny Stills is smashing, or not Kenny Stills? Uh, yeah, I told well, you I'm on cold medicine. Okay. That's all right. Uh, yeah, Ryan Tannehill, Devontae Parker, and I said yeah. Le'Veon Bell worst season of his career, and that thing blew up. He did well, well, because it's fun. There's it's a lot snarky. of angry. The best kind of tweets that, like fans. any of my viral tweets, were always very like snarky, but but well informed. I think snarky, well informed is pretty much the best thing you can be on Twitter. I think that's about it. That's 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 an action that's, figure, snarky, yes, snarky, but uh, well snarky, but well informed. Jake Seeley, lover of Dido. <laughs> <laughs> Only when issues with Eminem. <laughs> so here's this follow-up question. I, I think a lot of people are making this crutch argument. And I say crutch oh, argument. No. Because, Am I on this podcast with Chris Harris now? No, 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 no. But it is true in the fact that everybody earlier this year said the same thing. And now they're saying the same thing again as Bruce Arians is going to be forced to use OJ Howard. That's the crutch argument. Like, you know, he has no more options. So my question to you is, do you buy into the legitimacy, not the crutch argument, but just the fact that, hey, O.J. Howard's super talented as a receiving tight end. They have to get him involved, as they did even more so this game, now that they're down to essentially two wide receivers. Yes, this is called math. This isn't about crutch arguments. This is just, if you think that James Winston's going to throw the ball, let's say in the low end, 300 yards. <laughs> let's go, I was let's say, let's 303 go might be his floor at this point. Right. So let's, let's say that's what it is. Let's just look at the game log for December. Five for 61, four for 73, four for 46. That's all double digit last time I checked in PPR. So you're telling me he's going to have a, a floor of a double digit day? 
that's pretty good at tight end. I'll take that. And who knows? Maybe you do get a touchdown out of him. He's got one whole touchdown. Him and Robert Woods are going to take their two touchdowns and rub them together and see if they can start a fire in January. Uh, but <laughs> I, I'm telling you, man, it's it's not about it's not about crutch arguments. It's not about lazy fantasy. It's just about math. And if you believe he's going to have 300 yards passing, probably somewhere around 70 or 60 something are going to go to OJ Howard on the low end just because. There's, there is nobody else. And the fact that they are not going to pivot to the running game. Now, they might try to get those guys involved in the receiving game a little bit. Maybe you'll see Peyton Barber catch the ball. Who knows? Maybe Ronald Jones will catch a ball. It's possible. Anything's possible. But I, I would expect that. But it's not going to change because, okay, let's say both of those. That's another 100. So let's say Perriman has 70. They have 100 between the two running backs. Okay, where's the other 130 going? It's got to go somewhere. Give 60 of it at least to OJ Howard. And I think December is showing you that OJ Howard has put up double digit points for the entire month. And I don't think that's changing against Houston. All right. So here's another question with another injury situation that we were hoping mm-hmm. not to have. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Dalvin cook. And yeah, you know, yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah. That hurts. But here's, so I don't want to play the Madison Boone cook. If he played, but I'm just going to give you one scenario. Cause this is the only scenario that really matters. If we can get it, if we can get the, Dalvin Cook, I think everybody's assuming he's out. It could surprise us. Obviously, you play Dalvin Cook. That's why I don't want to go down that road. Alexander Madison practices all week, and it's a split backfield. That's just a frustrating situation. So the only one I'm going to ask you this is, Joe, if Dalvin Cook is out and Madison is out, will Mike Boone for you be top 15, top 20, top 25? How do you feel about Mike Boone with both those guys out? I would feel pretty good about him against the Packers in the scenario that they're rolling out there. He looked pretty good in the offense. And whenever there's a lack of film on a guy, I actually think that's, that's to his positive. So, uh, I mean, if I'm going to put a number on it, I would say low end RB two. So probably in the twenties, I would say, cause I definitely think he has touchdown upside. So at the very least he's got touchdown upside and that makes him appealing. Um, you know, he's in that group of that Miles Sanders, Todd Gurley, you know, Le'Veon Bell. It's it's funny because there's a bunch of guys down there. It's the it's the floor that's not very exciting of those players where Mike Boone with probably about the same floor, but he might have arguably more upside based on the matchup. And this is a very important game for the Vikings. So I they would not abandon the run game just because they don't have Madison or or Dalvin Cook. I think we saw that on on this week. So I think we already saw that. So um yeah that that's that's my take on that so it's definitely a guy you should pick up just in just in case and also to stop someone else from picking them up all right so i'm with you on that so all right here we go yeah. first one first mm-hmm. argument and i'll even let you go first we'll do okay. uh kind sure. of a snake, snake draft style your your first mm. argument for die hard is christmas movie joe okay well I, i'm just gonna put this out there and i want you to answer this question it's a trivia question you love trivia jake Sealy loves games and trivia and all kinds of things like this. So I'm going to describe a movie and I want you to tell me what the name of the movie is. Okay. Okay. You ready? Okay. You ready to play? Get your, get your playing cap on. Okay. Let's play. Okay. An unlikable lone rogue individual all by himself is setting booby traps for a bunch of bandits who are trying to steal around the holidays. And all he wants for Christmas is his family back together. Now what's the title of that movie? Mm, die hard no it's home alone but it is die hard too it's no. both it's die hard and it's home alone because both john mcclain and macaulay culkin i'm trying to use sat logic on you here because i know you 
and I'm trying to do my best to line up two things that you cannot argue with one, because if one is true, then the other is true. So Macaulay Culkin's kind of a dick, right? I think we could all agree. He's kind of a dick in that movie. He's a jerk. He is trying his best. All he wants is his, his family back together. He's realized he's been a jerk. He misses his family. He desperately wants them back. And in the meantime, all of a sudden, these guys show up, and they're trying to basically – you know, rob. They're trying to steal. And he's like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stop these guys from robbing and stealing by an elaborate set of booby traps. And that's what John McLean does. John McLean realized he was a jerk to his family. They moved away. He wants them back. In the process, a bunch of guys are trying to steal a bunch of stuff. What happens? Boom. He has to set a bunch of booby traps. Eventually, he gets all the bad guys and he gets his family back. Merry Christmas to John McLean and Merry Christmas to Kevin McAllister. So here's why I don't agree. And so don't, you're saying Home Alone's not a Christmas movie. <clears throat> no, I am saying Home Alone's Christmas movie. I don't agree because your logic is flawed because okay. you're telling me two different things. One is the guys from Die Hard are out there to steal from a company. The people from Home Alone are there to steal Christmas presents. Have you seen from, Kevin McAllister's father's house? I, I, I let you talk without <laughs> interrupting you. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, let's not pretend like Kevin McAllister's father isn't into like he probably owns the Nakatomi. I don't care. They're there to steal Christmas presents on Christmas because the families are away for Christmas. By, by the way, let's sidebar. They're there not there to quick. steal Christmas. Joe Pesci says in the beginning of Home Alone, they've got stereos. They've got TVs. No one's get, they have TVs already in the house. They're, they're there to rob and steal. And it's a comment about commercialism around the holidays. It's all just are a you metaphor. Gonna, are you, again. I let you make I'm your piece. Are you exactly because, you're because you don't have a lake to stag on? <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. It's because you're they're saying they're to steal at Christmas from Christmas houses that have been left empty for people to go on Christmas vacation. The Nakatomi Plaza could have been robbed on any day of the year. Yeah, but those less people, people work there on Christmas. Those people do not show up at the houses for Christmas any other day of the year because the entire point was they're away for Christmas holiday. Well, I'm, so sure, I'm sure the listeners already agree round one has gone to me because... No, because uh, here's my first no argument. Way here's my can't... first argument. Okay. To uh -huh. everybody out there that assumes that everybody thinks this, they did a poll on America and only 25% of the people actually oh, legitimately please. think please. Let's not talk about polling in America and how useful that is. There Who are those are people multiple, who were polled? I even looked. There's multiple articles about this that people were asked and the whole entire point is that people just want to have fun like you do and just want to make it a thing for the fun of making it a thing and the fun of arguing it that only 25% actually legitimately okay. think. All right. Round one's over. Thing. I win. Let's go to the next thing. Of so next one, let's talk about, let's continue with the running backs mm -hmm. and i'm gonna loop these two together like you know we're gonna talk about it, but i'm gonna put two of them together okay. because they're yeah. both in the same situation for different injuries different okay. teams different okay. reasons okay josh jacobs and james connor so they both come back <laughs> last week yep. well now you say eh, but no they both come back last week they mm -hmm. both have rb1 value when healthy they both last week put up yeah depending on your league they both were at least RB2s. One might have been a little bit more fringy RB1 than the other, but it, that being James Conner. But either way, they're both in the conversation. They're both supposed to play this week. One is going against the Jets' run defense and James Conner. One's going against the Chargers' defense, both on the road and Josh Jacobs. Are they both in your lineup? Conner, I think, has to be in your lineup because that game means something. At this point, I don't understand why they'd be playing Josh Jacobs. 
The Oakland Raiders aren't going anywhere. I understood playing him last week. Last game in the black hole. You want to give the I'm fans a thrill on this. I was going to answer your question, but I'm, I, you're, we're on the same page. Keep going. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, we're on the same page about everything. You're just wrong about diehard. But anyway, the, the concept of playing Josh Jacobs last week, a lot of people are like, why are you doing that? I do it. I get it. I understand. John Gruden, people don't realize or they forget. John Gruden was coach of the Raiders before. He understands how important that was, and he understands what that meant to the fan base, and they still laid a turn and lost anyway. But I think it was important to play him. I don't see any reason why they would play or push if they did play Josh Jacobs in this game. It makes absolutely no sense to me. And, I mean, for me, I, I, would, I would be looking elsewhere if I had other options. If he's in the lineup, it's very hard to sit him. He's probably still at least a flex option at the very least because he does have some upside, obviously. He's a very talented player. But, man, I, I mean, they're, what are they playing for? They, all they could do is possibly hurt this kid worse. That's the last thing you want to do going into the new, you know, new city next year. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. So, well, the James Conner, so you don't want to trust James Conner? I trust James Conner because I think that they, they desperately need offense and – they got to figure the out funny something. The funny thing is, they need him, but I and the use was there. And I don't know if you saw that. I actually tweeted it. So <laughs> in the first half of that game, I was like, "Good news! He's got fifty-seven percent of the carries and actually forty-five percent of the touches." Here's the problem: they only have twelve touches for the entire team. Right. Uh, the Steelers. See, that's the thing is, I feel like the Steelers against the Jets are in an actually worse situation than the Raiders against the Chargers. On paper, yes, but in yeah. in reality of. I asked Bogman about this because he's Mr. Steeler. I said, do they go back to Mason Rudolph? And he, he thinks so, and I think so, too. And, and I think they already announced Devlin Hodges as the starter. I don't know, man. <laughs> Just because he's a starter, I mean, he's going to finish. Finishes the game. <laughs> well, here's the thing, because if you think about it, you know, the whole point of Hodges was he's not going to make mistakes. Well, he threw four picks. And See, I, I never Buffalo... thought that. I thought it was Devlin Hodges will take chances. That's, I don't understand where that came from. He, yeah, yeah, so Mike Tomlin's uh, Steve, mouth, yeah, I thought. Mike Tomlin at 12 o'clock today said that Mike that Devlin Hodges is starting against the Jets. He might start, but if he Here's throws a quote. pick, he ain't finishing. I look forward to giving him the opportunity to rebound. <laughs> That's not very I good. will say one thing. If anybody like Jerry see, Jones said Jason Garrett will be coaching were you watching the, NFL the Steelers in game last week? Were you watching uh, the Steelers game? I only I saw like the second into third quarter of it. Like did you see like when that. they did the little clip on Mike Tomlin throughout the years type of thing? No, I did not see the Mike Tomlin retrospective. Oh, I thought, that, I thought it was like really good because one of the ones that they showed was he was talking to somebody on the sidelines and he said, who was the receiver that just dropped that pass so I can encourage him when he comes back to the bench? Like, Oh, that's, that's nice. Who, no, I know, but that's who Mike Tomlin is. And, you know, hearing that kind of state, like Mike Tomlin's going to always, like you're never going to question Mike Tomlin supporting you. Uh, I did hear that thing that, that the Steelers have never fired a head football coach. Yeah, and that's he's probably going to get an extension after this year. That's an incredible that the Rooney family's never fired a, a head coach. That is an incredible no. thing to think about. And he's about. got this team in playoff contention. With it's the he, best job is, he's ever done. I agree yes. with you. Yeah, without a right. doubt, it's the best job. And and I said, if he gets to the playoffs, I will shut my face about Mike Tomlin being an okay coach and overrated. <laughs> I I and I swear hey. that I will. And you know, I'm a man of my word. But hey. get him. You got to get him there. If he gets him there, I will never say it again because that is sheer coaching preparation. And getting talk about getting you know juice out of a stone. I think even if they go nine and seven and lose the tie break, you should do the same. I'll consider it. No, okay, maybe if you have a fifty percent comeback and Die Hard are basically it's the same <laughs> no. movie. Die Hard is the kid version of Home Alone. That's you can't make the same argument again. We're gonna come back. I, I got another one. So I got more. Talk about wide receivers. 
And I want to talk about your team for here for a second, Julian Edelman. So I yeah. said this on another podcast. <laughs> I was Joe. gonna say oh, to everything you say. I know. Terrible. Well, that's why it's it's week sixteen. These I are know. the problems that people I have. Know. And I said it. I said I said this on another podcast. I'll say it again. I apologize to the person who I told I have no concerns about Julian Edelman because this is what I said, Joe. I said he's been playing through the injury. He goes through the injury and has two back-to-back games of about 18, almost 20 points and another 20-point game and half-point PPR. I'm not concerned because he's playing through it and he's Julian Edelman. Well, last week, he looked like something happened during the week that playing through it had gotten worse and it was a better matchup because now this week, it's the Buffalo Bills, granted at home, but it's the Buffalo Bills defense, the Tredavious White, whoever it might be. This is concerning. Is Julian Edelman in your lineup for the championship game after what we just saw? Probably not, especially considering the Bills secondary is outstanding. So this is, this is very difficult because Julian Edelman's basically put up crooked numbers all year. He's, he's had a very good season. Um, the Patriots well, to be struggled. fair, it was crooked last week, but uh, so was his body. It, yeah, well, it's no, but I mean, you look at that game log, man. It's it's solid. He's like one of the best DFS wideouts in cash you could ever have because you can put him in there and you know you're getting two times value at the at the minimum every every time, pretty much. So I think he's really hurt, and I think this is a real problem too because this is another this is another situation where they just can't afford to lose anybody else. They have no red zone threats or any. The problem is, like, who I would start Perryman over him. I know nobody wants yeah. to hear this, but I would. No, I would too. I would too, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't even flinch about it. I mean, Julian Edelman did not look right. If you watch him oh running those God. routes, Joe, he looked. Joe. He looked like he was a pain. Yes, dear. Joe, what? You know what? What? You know what hasn't happened in forever. What hasn't happened t- in forever, Jake? When <clears throat> when you bring up a thing like. Brashard Perriman and say, you know what? I would start Brashard Perriman over Julian Edelman. And then my next question in my mind is like, well, would you start blank? And then we start going down this path of, well, would you start blank? And there's a way to figure that out, Joe, that we haven't done in forever. What would be that way, Jake? How could we ever possibly figure out a way to know the guys that we would start above Julian Edelman? We make a list! You know what? You just made the list! Oh my God, that felt so good. It's it been did. so long. It's like old times, man. That's, that's <laughs> so 2017, bro. It is. It is. And Barkley just perked up and looked at me like, that's insane. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so you said Bashar Perriman. Let's start going down the list, Joe. How about on the opposite side of this ball, John Brown against Stefan Gilmore? No. <laughs> okay. I kind of felt like the, I was starting low. I was with you on that one. I kind of felt like, no. Uh, yeah. No. No. All right. How yeah. about Anthony Miller with his target bonanza over the past couple yes. of games? Yes. So yeah. Anthony Miller. How about Kenny Galladay with David Blau? Blau! Against um, Chris Harris in Denver. Man, that's a tough one. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Galladay because he has more touchdown upside in that game. Right. Harris is terrific. He's had a great year, but uh, I don't know. I don't love that one either. That's that's definitely light a candle in church and just hope for the best because it's gonna be a it's gonna be a bad championship weekend for you. I think. All right, hold on, time out. Barkley, Barkley just like bit through metal. <laughs> it's because you upset her. She's chewing on her leash and she just bit through metal. Stop. <laughs> edit this out why don't you just lay down and relax why don't you keep it that's human interest god knows 
people barely see you as a human. It's nice. <laughs> it's human interest because I'm trying to protect her from swallowing pieces of metal. Yeah, it I mean, makes I know, you seem like a I know you're cheating, but <laughs> get over it. I can't imagine you with, with children. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Why are you biting on that? <laughs> well, I don't think children bite on metal freaking children are teething bite on everything bro they bite on everything right, here, anything they can find they put in their I'm mouth by the way everyone jake is walking away because he knows he knows he's wrong about die hard i just want everybody to know that's what's going on by the way you know what you're doing joe it's like oh, i'm sorry what was that jake it's like the like so it's like the McDonald's situation. When you're the number one, you don't need to continually arguing something. You just let the other companies do it because they're trying to uh-huh. Yeah. So, I hope you so keep all of this in because that was actually very well, funny. At this point, I'm just going to. All right. So let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> a lot of upside on the uh, on another game here. How about uh-huh. he's only paid off a few times, even less than Deshaun Jackson in his prime, obviously not Deshaun Jackson this year, but how about Marquise Brown or Julian mm-hmm. Edelman? Yeah, that's Man. the same reaction I pretty much have. Is yeah, it's another good one. It's another, I thought you were going to say Robbie Anderson. That's where I thought you were going to go with that. I'm not one going that deep. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, Steelers are. I guess tough, the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. go there. Um, where, why am I missing the schedule here? Who are they playing this week? Who are the Ravens? They're in Cleveland. Oh, right, they're playing Browns. Um, I'll take my shot with Hollywood. I will. I will. Lamar's just on a on a roll right now, and you know what? The fact that they've already lost to the Browns. Means they're going to go out there and just going to put a whooping on them, man. That, that is going to be amazing to watch. Oh my goodness, Ed Jarvis Landry <laughs> and Odell Beckham are going to ask to play on the other team. They're going to be on the other sideline. <laughs> it's going to be great. Freddie Kitchens is going to be completely lost. Baker Mayfield is going to be yelling at a guy from the trainer's room while he's trying to mow the lawn at the same time because he does well, have to mow the lawn. On. They're at home this week. You <clears> yeah. just brought him up. So how about Odell Beckham or Julian Edelman? And I know you hate Odell Beckham, but I got Lord knows I do. Um, if your fancy life is on the line, you have a $5,000 buy-in. <laughs> I think I play Odell. I, Julian Edelman did not look right. He looks in an enormous amount of pain. Now, granted, he's a, he's, a, he's a warrior with all that, but there's only so much you can do. And Julian Edelman's taken a lot of lumps. You know, he is 33 now, I think. And if, if the Patriots are smart, they're going to look at this offense in the offseason. And I know they tried to put the Antonio Brown bandage on it. And if Antonio Brown was not a psychopath and actually played, I think we'd be thinking of the Patriots in a very different way. They might not have lost a game all year. It's possible. <laughs> but they have to really look at this offense and realize how bereft of red zone ability they are and how bereft of just just difference-making talent they have. You know, they just have to support Brady more. They, I know Devlin oh, yeah. being out has been a huge problem of them not being able to run the football because they really, they really excelled with Devlin there. And him being out was a huge loss. And nobody seems to be talking about that, I feel like, but me. But that's why Sony Michelle's season has basically gone in the tank is because Devlin went in the tank. And you just look at this and you figure they, whether it be signing an Austin Hooper or a Hunter Henry, one of those many tight ends that are out there, or you know, going out there and getting a premier wide receiver in the draft, doing something because they got to figure it out, man. They, they cannot go into next year with what they have, and they need to look for Julian Edelman's replacement too. They really do. All right. So I got three pairs of teammates here. Okay. Let's start with the Giants, Shepard and Slayton. Slayton, yes. Shepard, no. Slayton's been a touchdown machine, man. Give me the touchdown. I'll take my chances. How about same division, Cowboys, Cooper, and Gallup? Cooper, sure. Um, Even after the way he's looked? 
Uh, he looks like he might be in the it's same the Eagles, pain that man. It's the Eagles, though. They're I know. so bad. No, I'll take my shot with Cooper against the Eagles. Gallup, I would take no. my shot with Gallup, too. Uh, I can't get there with Gallup. I think Cooper. I actually there. think there's a chance Gallup has the better game. It's possible, but uh, I'm going to put my money with Cooper. I'm going to put my money with the better talent. The Eagles are so – Eagles are just – you know, Terry McLaurin's had a good year, but even last week watching Terry McLaurin just catch balls everywhere on the Eagles just, just – it's like, man, like how bad is that Eagle secondary that Dwayne Haskins can complete passes all over the place? That's just, that's madness. <clears throat> <laughs> no, it's Sparta. How about... <laughs> Last one. All I'm right. Assuming, I'm assuming a definite yes on one of them, but they are going to Will Greer, DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel. DJ Moore, definite yes. You can't break me from DJ Moore. I refuse to give up on him no matter what. He's been so good. He's been in every DFS lineup I've had for the last 10 weeks, I feel like. And um, yeah, it's still DJ Moore. No Samuel. No, I'll take my chance. I'll take my chance with Julian Edelman one leg before I go with Samuel and the rookie. No. <laughs> All right. Let's get back. We got a lot of uh, Cooper came into the session. We're going to talk about him. And actually, you know what? I'll throw two more real quick before we move on, because let's just get them into the conversation. <clears throat> All right. Big play option similar to Marquise Brown, Tyler Boyd and Will Fuller. Uh man, Will Fuller was uh, not, not great last week. This is why he's the worst person ever. <laughs> well, I don't, you know, but it doesn't matter because it's the Bucks. So I'll say Will Fuller, yes. And I'll <laughs> say Tyler Boyd, still scores yes. two touchdowns again. Yeah, well, it's fine. I'll say everybody, yeah, everybody in the pool, both those guys over at Edelman this week too, yeah. Mm, I do. Look, down and like and it's partially because it's, if they were playing the Buccaneers, I'd feel different. They're playing the Bills. The Bills are already just savages out there at corner and, and, and at safety. Yeah, and that's just really tough, man. It's very difficult, very difficult watch, for that. Watch, watch Edelman go off for like one fifty. I hope he does. Down. You know, I want him to, but I think as a fantasy analyst, we have to be smart enough to make good recommendations here. You know, you're not just all the guys that we've mentioned for the most part are all guys in that wide receiver two three category for the most right. part. And I think that's well, I think, all, you know, well and good. As and a think, fan, you come out of this game just hoping he's healthy and hoping that you guys win so you can just. As a fan, there's a part of me that goes. Two weeks. <laughs> that's miserable that we're playing the Bills because it kind of matters. Because I think if they weren't, he would not be right. playing in this game. That, no, that's he, what I'm saying. I'm yeah, 100% he would be with out you. for the next two weeks and then the bye week, and then you'd see him later. But because it's the Bills, they have to play this week. And what if so, they do get up? What if all of a sudden the defense scores two touchdowns in the first half? Maybe you don't see him much in the fourth quarter. Who knows? Oh, that's certainly warranted. And I would say, yeah. There's a lot of negative scenarios here for Edelman. There's way more negatives than the, wow, Julian Edelman just put up a 30 spot and had two touchdowns. Wow. I don't think that is the least likely of all the neg. <laughs> then there's all the negative ones are far more likely to happen. Okay. So back to Die Hard. Okay. Uh, my I'm turn, okay, my turn first to go this first. Okay, go this one's really simple and short. Okay. I mean, there's, there's really no. If you look at the timeline of like when movies are released at worst case scenario you're talking october this movie was released in july period but have you not heard of christmas in july it was no, irony that's Jake. not, a, that's not it's a thing. sunny in los angeles people wear shorts at christmas time in la because it's hot there that has nothing to do with releasing a movie in july uh, all right okay well it's a summer blockbuster with bruce willis it had to do with getting people to see the movie you understand that right i do Okay, so from a, from a business Wolf. standpoint, it made sense, and it was they Not didn't release it in August. Movie. They didn't release it in August. It's the joke of Christmas in July. Ha ha ha! It's called irony, which I know, 
irony is lost on you sometimes. So I, I understand. So my counter argument to that is it's ironic and that's a business decision. Okay. They want most people to see a Bruce Willis movie. They're going to make a ton of money on that. They put a ton of money in. You got to put it out in the summertime. I don't care if it's about Thanksgiving. You've got to put and it wait, wait, what, what kind of movie? A Christmas movie. No, you said Bruce Willis movie. Thank you very much. Well, so what? So what? It's, Play it's, back it's, the tape. Play so back what? the tape. He's the star of the movie. Jimmy Stewart is a huge star. People, you get people to watch the Bruce Willis movie, yeah, which right. fine. I'll All throw right, in my other answer. argument for that one. I'll throw it in right there. Bruce Willis said it's not a Christmas movie. It's a GD Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis movie. Well, Bruce Willis thinks everything in his life is a GD Bruce Willis movie. That's why he's still trying to bang 20-year-old girls and running around like an idiot. Uh, all right, so I'm going <laughs> to so, talk about some of the elements in this. No, no, no. We're not. We're not that. We got to come back. We're, this, oh, again, wait. I didn't get to make my second point. You are. I'm just back. countering yours. No, that's my counter. I have a second point. I didn't have a second point to yours. I just countered yours. How many? Oh, arguments I thought you, you had have? a counterpoint. I, no, I've no, no. got three because it's three. It's, we'll see that. I still have four left. So there you go. That'll right. work out perfectly. All right. We I can do that. We have enough time. I'm getting hungry. All right. <laughs> we got. What time is it? We got like 10 more, 15 more minutes. All right. All right. I want to go back to this Patriots game. Mm -hmm. And that would so make sure we talk about this. If your championship is on the line, he's and this team have bucked the trend that everybody was concerned about. Everybody said, ooh, the Bills might not make the playoffs. Look at that schedule at the end of the season. People also said, ooh, you don't want Josh Allen at the end of the season. Look at that schedule. Josh Allen said, Ooh, take that and shove it where the shun don't shine because I've been shun fine. Don't shine with shun, shun don't shine, Mr. Yeah, Brad. Jake Shilly likes all sorts of things. So except for the Baltimore game, yes. which you could say is on the same page as a Patriots defense, he's been, he's been great. another top 15 quarterback every single week with some top 10 performances mixed in there against Denver, against Dallas. So Josh Allen, is he in your championship lineup? Because this is the one where I say, you know what? That Ravens game doesn't look so pretty, and I give the Patriots just as much respect. I've got to have a really good alternative. Ryan have to Tannehill. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, Tannehill, yes. Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. On the I go Fitzpatrick. I think I probably would go Fitzpatrick, too. I would. But you know what? To Josh Allen's credit, in, in the Black Book this year, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson were both QB1s, and both of them were right there, like in terms of write-up. They were right next to each other, and uh, I believe it said something to the effect of, if you like Josh Allen so much, why don't you like Lamar Jackson? What's wrong with you? <laughs> like they're basically going to, you know, they're both going to be fantasy gold. I didn't think Lamar would be quite as stunning as he's been, but it's not surprising that he's been. And Josh Allen, the thing that's so great about him is the constant rushing touchdowns. I mean, he's he is basically your fantasy version of Cam Newton in 2019. That's what he's been. And I think the matchup is troublesome. I would agree with that. So if I had some better alternatives, yeah. And if I don't, or if I'm a super flex, he's still in there. I'm going to still take my chance because I'm hard-pressed not to see a situation where he doesn't have at least a rushing and a passing touchdown, and that is already a decent enough day. All right. So we'll go back. We'll just kind of bounce back and forth as we roll to the end of the show. Your next mm. diehard argument. Go ahead. All right. So we're only doing two more of these, right? Because I've, I've got uh, th th three more. Three more. Let's do two more. I'm hungry. Oh, why? Because you don't have enough arguments? Oh, I can do all day. I've done this for you for five years now, but all right. <clears throat> I'm going to ask you um, some elements that make up a Christmas movie, and you tell me uh, if that this is true or not, okay? Um, do you believe that quippy, funny lines um, that are like, you know, kind of takeoffs on Christmassy things, you know, like you see in Christmas Vacation and other things, 
kind of make for a good fun Christmas movie, right? Yeah, it's not in Die Hard. Um, it is. It is. Nope. Hang on one second. <laughs> All right. Um, it's Christmas, Theo. It's time of miracles. Uh, he even says, "Twas the night before Christmas." I've got a machine gun now. Ho, ho, ho. That's funny. That's Christmassy dialogue. Let me ask you Would a question you, then. Wait, wait, what's wait. The, no, no. no, no wait, listen, All right, what's, the most, what's the most iconic phrase from this movie? <clears throat> um, I've got a machine gun now. Ho, ho, ho. Or no, yip, nice try. Yippee-ki-yay, <clears throat> Or yes. yippee-ki-yay, Nobody says the machine gun one. Okay, everybody, everybody says, says the, the, you know, the Esser's full, right, from uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. No, no, right? no. No, no. Hey, Clark. No, they, I think Hesser's they say that's full. the... Hold on. I'm going to go back to your home alone. Actually, I don't think that's the most... I think the most one is say the blessing, which is the, the prayer for the Christmas dinner. No, but, that's just you because you go to church a lot. You think that's the most... No, famous. no, no. So ah. yippee ki is the uh -huh. most famous one. The most famous one from home alone. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. What are the first two words in the no, most famous... No, it's not. It's not Merry yes, Christmas, it you filthy animal. It's, yes. it's not. It's keep the change, you filthy animal. No, not when he says it. He never says it. Yes, he does. That's in Home Alone 2. I just saw it today at the gym. It's Home Alone 2. I just saw it. No, no. I just saw Home Alone 1 with the kids again. The, the whole thing is keep the change of filthy animal, and they do it twice to keep the change of filthy animal. No one says Merry Christmas, you filthy animal in Home Alone 1. In Home Alone 2, they say it. It's I saw it today. It was on at the gym of the stupid cardio theater, and I ran my three miles, and I was thinking to myself, man, I hate Home Alone 2. It's such a crappy rehash of the first. <laughs> No, anyway, Mahalan 3 is the worst one. Anyway, keep the change of filthy animal. That sounds just like something Bing Crosby would have said. How, how Christmassy. Is Santa in the movie? No. A reindeer in the what? movie? You don't need Santa. No. Santa's not into yeah. wonderful yes. life, and it's a, yes. and it's a movie. Santa, reindeer, snow, not even oh snowmen. What are you, five? You need Santa and reindeer? No men are not movie? in this movie. Are there elves in this movie? Is there a family dinner? With Christmas around, is no. Every is every movie in your house animated? What's wrong with you? No, these are all elements in all these Christmas movies that are not in this movie. You said you brought in elements of Christmas, and I'm telling you, you don't have Santa, you don't have elves, you don't have snow, you don't have, and I don't say you need all of those. You don't have any of them. You don't have it's, the it's dinner. You don't have a shopping mall. You don't have it's, reindeer. It's a wonderful life, a Christmas movie. I I don't like it's a wonderful I don't care life, if you so like it. I don't person. like green beans. It's a vegetable. Do no, you I've like? I've never sat. No, I've never sat through the entire movie to be able to. I can't break down. Quantify into wonderful it life. as a Christmas movie, considering it's played every Christmas Eve since it's been out. God, now it's a wonderful life. Isn't a Christmas movie either? If you want to argue that, go right ahead because I've never sat through the entire thing. Okay, well that's a travesty. Number one and number two. You can you can at least say just because you don't like something or never. No, see because it, isn't the theme of a wonderful is. life is they shows what his life was like if he would have died? No, if he was never born at all. Big okay, difference. right. So that's the theme of the movie. So no, it's not a Christmas movie because you could do that any day of the year. No, but it was on Christmas. See, that's no. the point. So no, what is a Christmas movie to you? No, so it has to have Christmas themes Christmas? and there's. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Christmas themes. Christmas themes. I told you I was on cold medicine because here it does have fine. Christmas themes. So wait, goodwill towards men, uh, putting yourself, putting putting others ahead of yourself, isn't a theme of Christmas. No, see, you're trying you're trying to slant the argument. I'm not slanting the argument. Yes, you're you saying are. Home you're Alone putting, is a Christmas no. movie, and now you're saying It's a Wonderful Life is a Christmas. You're movie. trying to pigeonhole a movie because you want it to be a Christmas. I want you to movie. do right there. I want you to Google just and, and be honest because I know you're honest. I know one thing about you. You might. Not be the most agreeable person, but you're honest. Google Christmas movies and tell me It's a Wonderful Life doesn't pop up in the first 10. 
I, I told you, I don't care. You're arguing something I don't care about that I'm not using for no, the argument. you are. You're, you're saying it's not a Christmas movie because it doesn't have Santa and elves and all their stuff, to which I say perhaps the most popular Christmas movie of all time, the one that is shown every year on Christmas Eve, the one that everybody acknowledges is, oh my God, it's a Christmas tradition. It's a holiday tradition of Jimmy Stewart and It's a Wonderful Life. And he's like, Merry kids, what's going on? Where's Zuzu's paddles? He does the whole thing right? It's all about family and kids and putting other people ahead of you your whole life. And that's what he did. It's one of the most iconic Christmas films of all time. No elves. I don't care about that movie. Definition of Die Hard is action thriller. The definition, if you go through the breakdown, New York City policeman, John McClane, visiting a estranged wife. He joins a holiday party in the headquarters to- Oh, what kind of party? It doesn't, it again, Kwanzaa? that's not the theme of the movie. Oh. To, to interrupted by a group of terrorists, and he realizes there's no chance but to save the hostages but himself. What's mm-hmm. the theme of the movie? He's saving hostages from terrorists. Mm-hmm. End of the story. What's your favorite What's, Christmas movie, Jake? Probably Christmas Vacation. I agree. That's probably mine, too. It's a Wonderful Life is right in there. Die Hard is probably three. You know what, you know what Christmas movies? You know what? It's, I'll bring in It's a Wonderful Life. You know what it doesn't have in it? People what? getting murdered with guns and blown up and heads and dead it has bodies fights in it that's not true it's got fights in it no that's not true i said get murdy with guns there's nobody getting murdered with guns in any of the christmas movies any wow, that's because you have a small boxer thinking it. okay what's your last argument of die hard because i've got my last one and then we can end on a happy note because we always do oh no this is the simplest one because there's nothing okay. to argue for this one okay is p2 a christmas movie what's p2 look it up I can't right now. Everything's frozen. I tried to Google something before. I don't know why my computer's frozen. Is about a girl on Christmas Eve inside a parking (laughs) garage getting attacked by somebody trying to kill her. Um, P2. Uh, I've never heard of it, so I haven't seen it. So I have to say incomplete. I wish I could. No, um, you would never say a horror movie of somebody being. Well, they have a horror movie out this year. Have you seen that? There's a horror movie out this year called. uh, Black Christmas or something like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I hate to admit it. Just because it's a horror genre doesn't mean it's not a Christmas but, movie. But P2 is not a Christmas movie. I refuse to give opinions on things that I don't know. You know, There's all you need to know is it's a horror movie that takes place on Christmas Eve. The only element about it being Christmas is the fact that it's on Christmas Eve. That's it. The end. No, well, I mean, heart, just because it takes place on horror doesn't mean there's a, it's a horror genre doesn't mean there isn't big metaphors that have to do with Christmas on it. See, I like there's metaphors none. and there's I like none. big concepts. There's all none. right. Here's the last argument for me, and then we'll close the show because I know you've got lots of people to mute and Dido songs to no, listen to. No, there's one on more show. thing. There's one more fancy football. You're a writer, Jake Seely, correct? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just, I'm setting a stage for an argument, a logical argument. Uh, I am also a writer. I've written um, uh, over a dozen books, up to 15 now. I know you write a ton. Uh, You care about what you write, correct? You Mm -hmm. believe in what you write in. And if someone tells you that's not what you meant by that, you would take umbrage with that. Would you not? Would you be pissed off if somebody said that wasn't my intention? Uh, if someone said, hey, you, this means this, and you said, no, no, that's not true, would you be upset as a writer, as a, as a creator of content, if somebody misinterpreted something that you wrote and told you it wasn't something? No, because that's happened several times by Nando editing my pieces. <laughs> but it doesn't upset you? No, because I, he can't understand editing, it. And editing and to tell you it. what it's about. I'm not saying no. he changed the T's and the I's. And no, stuff he's, like that. he's legitimately changed an entire paragraph's meeting. 
And this doesn't upset you as a creative person? No, because I understand people need to understand what I'm trying to convey. And if I okay. can't convey if I can't convey it properly and put it in some shrouded mystery, which I know exactly what you're getting at, okay. I don't well, care he, what they say after here, the fact. Here's the, here's the shrouded mystery. I'm not there's no shrouded mystery. This is very blunt. I'll I'll boil it down to the deeper point and then I will make my argument in one sentence and be done. Um, but at the end of the day, your column is about what? Fantasy football, right? Okay. Is it is it not about fantasy football? Yeah, but that's never been no, a no, question. No. It's a yes or no. Is it about fantasy football? The 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 screenwriter, creator of Die Hard, was asked point blank, and he said, and I quote, Absolutely, I wrote this as a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas metaphor, and it is happened to be packaged into an action film, but all the themes and all the feel are about Christmas, but in a different kind of a way. So when the author creator inspiration for the movie tells you it's a Christmas movie, who are you or I to say other words and, and, and still call ourselves writers or creative? How could we possibly say otherwise in that very world? easily? Because you know why? Because not. if I take a turd, shine it up, and tell you it's a diamond, doesn't mean that it's not sh pork chop sandwiches. Nope, that's only if the nope, only the only the person who made the turd could then tell you that. No, because it's not a diamond <laughs> just because I call it a diamond. No, now that's a It'll, lame That's a lame response. I think I've I think that's a three nothing sweep. Let's put it out to Twitter and see if I won the argument. <laughs> no, because exactly what I said at All the right, very everybody top. Everybody who's listened to this madness for the last I don't know three at hours. At the how very long top. No, starving. again, you don't tell the fans what to do. This isn't your show. You want to have me on your show and do that? That's fine. This is not I'll your show. You on, I can't have you on my show. Yes, you I'd can. love to. No, I can't. On you one can of them, me. I can. The other one. Yes, I can't. on one of them. You can't have me on the other one. Actually, not because of that. The other thing, you can't have me on the other one, but you can have me on the other if everybody knows what the other other is. But <laughs> There's a the lot of this. Man, this is complicated. Look. The 25% truly believe it, and people aren't going to answer just if because. The creator of the film says the it's a Christmas movie. The creator said the same thing years after. He didn't say it when the movie first came well, out. Well, He's because nobody asked him. No, because he's playing into it just like everybody else wants uh, to play nonsense, into it. And nonsense. answer, honestly, oh. if they were in front <clears> of Jesus, they'd have a completely different answer, including the... Well, the I don't know. <laughs> Here's the last one. Okay. And, and let's talk about... You have another... This is football, right? We're back to football yeah, now? Football. Okay, good. Football. Something and we can all agree on. <clears> if you somehow survived, <clears> and it's a Saturday game, and wow. I want to bring this up because this ties into a side question with it. So, Debo Samuel, Manuel Sanders... Did doo doo. Speaking of doo doo, tell me about it. shocking, too. Yes, huge doo doo. Can you trust them in your championship game? And sidebar question with this, Joe, because they play on Saturday, does that make you accustomed if you have a tiebreak situation? Say, I'll play blank because then it kind of helps me with another decision I have to make if I go for upside or if I go for safety. I'm sorry. Give me that scenario one more time because I think you lost me at some point. So it's it's Saturday. So the for, so so the 49ers as a whole. Let's say Saturday the, night, right? So, mm -hmm. So Debo Samuel, Manuel Sanders, own bucket, their own conversation. Okay. To join off of that conversation. Okay. Depending on what your answer is. Mm -hmm. As the Saturday conversation, do you say, even, you can even include Julian Edelman in this. Do you play questionable players like a Thursday night? Do you play oh, in a other questionable words, to player? see what you get and then make adjustments to yes. the lineup after? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm not, I think the micro, I'm not a micromanaging kind of person. I want to just win or lose with whatever it is. I, I understand the people who do that. Um, 
you know, you've got to have a great roster to, to fool around like that. And I don't know if at this point everybody's got those kind of lines. I think that's something you do in those, those 10 team leagues, which you and I don't play in, but like, you know, in a 10 team league where you have an abundance of talent and options. Uh, but why would you even play the non-healthy guy or the guy that you're worried about anyway, I guess is my question. But I, I understand that logic of it, of playing one of those guys. Um, but I would be playing Debo no matter what. Edelman, we talked about, questionable. Emmanuel Sanders has been up and down, but I think I would probably be playing him. I'm hard-pressed to find guys that I wouldn't. Would you be doing that same kind of thing? Would you be putting a guy in just to see and then make an adjustment after and say, okay, well, I'm Not definitely just playing Stefan Diggs now? No. No, no, but if I had Julian Edelman versus Odell Beckham, I might be like, you know what? I'll roll out Julian Edelman because if he does surprise and look as good as he did the first two weeks, now I don't need to risk Odell Beckham's upside because he's been an enormous risk and I can just go out in there and trust somebody. So it's only going to be – it would only be a tiebreak situation. It wouldn't be a I'm going to start Julian Edelman right. over – As a tiebreak, I get the I get the idea, yeah. but – I mean, it's such a wacky one-off that there's the Saturday games and you just kind of, I don't know. Well, that's why I said I brought in like the Thursday night games and people are making these decisions. But like I said, I'm not going to sit. But Thursday's uh, a little bit different because that's a much Edelman. shorter week. You know, the Thursday Yeah, but you're still getting the answer the before Saturday. the answer happens. I mean, oh, you, can no, say you, the same thing as, you can say the same thing as a 1 p.m. game on Sunday if you're waiting for somebody on Monday night football. Absolutely. But the, the difference of an injured player like Edelman on a Thursday versus a Saturday could be very different potentially. Um, but I, the, 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 the basis of the argument, I, I totally understand. Okay. So it's good. It's fun. Hey, Jake. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Call you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> you filthy animal. <laughs> you filthy animal. He never says that. He never <laughs> says it's keep the change of filthy animal. Who says Merry Christmas, you filthy animal in Home Alone 1? I just watched it three days ago with my kids. Well, no if one it's says then, that. If it's, it's, if it's number two, that's the one of the catch. One. Uh, that being said, like many things. Number like many two has mi- a lot of issues. No, no, no. I was going to say, like <laughs> many mis-remembered like, mm-hmm. sayings throughout other movies is right. just this people attribute it. It's still the most popular catchphrase from that movie, whether or not it was two or one or whatever, even if it was three. Although, like, again, that's three. It wasn't even Macaulay Culkin. I know. Like, this should just how be many home alones the are there? The There's earth. like seven of them, I feel like. I think uh, one of them's got Kevin Hart in it, I think. I think he plays the kid who's left a home alone. Is that what it is? I think, it, I think in Home Alone 7, it's Kevin Hart. That's the video game sure. one, and then he ends up <laughs> battling with the rock or something. Is Jumanji any good, by the way? <laughs> I saw the first one. It was half decent. Is the first one half decent? Because my, yeah. my youngest was like, I kind of want to see Jumanji. And I was like, I never saw the other it's, one, so I wasn't sure. It's entertaining for the it's two hours that it is. All right. All right, fair enough. So it was like a Sunday right. afternoon. We're sitting around, no football. Jumanji's okay. I'm not going to kill myself. I'm not going to hate it. Right. Joe right. Pizzapia 17. Follow you. When, where and how and when can they get Follow the Fantasy Blackbook? Follow me at Joe Pizzapia 17 on the Twitter machine. Uh, Fantasy Baseball Blackbook will be out January 1st. Uh, so if you're playing Fantasy Baseball this year, get on that. And uh, it's a great group. It's a fantastic group of writers. we got 100 prospect profiles. If you play Dynasty, whatever you play, it's the most comprehensive and most importantly useful thing out there. It's not just a bunch of projected stats and nonsense. It's not going to help you. It's real strategies, real approach. It's, it's everything that you want it to be and more just like Jake Seeley is. And uh, it's always fun to come on and argue about this. Now it feels like Christmas. Now it feels like Christmas. And by the way, <laughs> the I got airing, a shirt. The airing of grievances. The airing, it's more like Festivus when you and I get together. <laughs> the, the feats of strength are coming. By the way, I just bought myself a, a new shirt. It's on those Christmas sweater kind of shirts. And it's a, uh, it's John McClane in the duct. And it's a, uh, it's got the little red bloody footprints around it and it's got uh you know the yippie kaye and i'm gonna take a picture and i'm gonna send it to you on twitter tomorrow 
when this <laughs> whenever this episode drops it's gonna be my reply so <laughs> sounds good <laughs> sounds good uh i'll be back next when no wait will i be next I wednesday know, is christmas, christmas. I yeah i know so it's maybe I'll... maybe you should try to watch it's a wonderful life all the way through nah well, nah. it's great it's cheesy no. and corny and I'm going to watch like Santa Claus 7 and Home Alone 4. Yeah, and- it's got to have elves and reindeer. Otherwise, it's not a Christmas movie. Elf, the reincarnation you know, or something, the reckoning or something. And, like all the like. <laughs> anybody who has children understands why violence around the holidays is actually kind I of. I will say one nice thing. Jo- no, no, no. Here, here. Oh, this will make you happy on the way out. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. <laughs> Die Hard is God awful when it comes to a Christmas movie. However, if you told me my choices are like watch Home Alone 3 or any of the Hallmark nonsense or whatever on Christmas, I'll watch Diamond. All right. That is progress, and I'll take it. Happy 2019, everybody. <laughs>